welcome to episode 21 of The Slowdown. I am Kim Nelson, writer and creative meditation teacher in Belgium, and my co-host is Mariam de Groff, an essential oil educator and nutritional health coach all the way, miles and miles away in Canada. <laughs> Hi. And today's topic is all about life lessons. So we're continuing our life lesson series and this time it's all about being authentic. Which is not easy in this day and age with a world geared up for inauthenticity. And this is pretty much summed up by an author that I'm reading at the moment called Mo Gordat, who's written a book called Solve for Happy, Engineering Your Path to Uncovering the Joy Inside You. And he says... We wear different masks and hide our reality from everyone, including ourselves. Our assumed identities becomes our whole life and we start to believe them even more than others do. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was an interesting quote. Um, And that's a book I would definitely recommend for people to read. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will go on to the traits of someone who is deemed to be authentic in a moment but first I wanted to ask you Mariam who in the public eye do you think is authentic? I find Michelle Obama quite authentic Mm. it took me a while to warm up to Michelle Obama I was a bit unsure of her (laughs) of her role in the media and in the spotlight and in politics and um and it took me a it took me a while to kind of really kind of look into what she was all about and i i think she is quite authentic i think she's she doesn't she's not afraid of expressing her opinions and her feelings on certain topics i have to agree with um michelle obama i didn't warm to her either and i think a lot of people might feel the same. I think she was very much sort of in the background and she wasn't a great speaker at first. And then suddenly she sort of found her voice towards the end of Obama's, um, you know, being a, a president. She suddenly emerged as this sort of, you know, voice that we should all listen to. And, and you know, she's quoted so many times. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she does stand out. Um, also, Brené Brown yeah. um, with definitely the vulnerability. I mean, how authentic is that? That's one of the most yeah. authentic qualities out there. If you're going to show vulnerability, that just shows how real you are. Yes, um, and to do it on stage. <laughs> yes, oh, for sure. Um, and Adele, I think she's quite grounded along with Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Um, authentic I think they're just being themselves and they come across as quite humble as well yeah yeah Uh, and I think I think another person that I think is quite authentic is Amal Clooney I think mm. is quite outspoken on the things that she will and will not defend as a lawyer and she I think it's been really nice to watch her as well um, and some of the cases that she's kind of taken on and her role as an ambassador for certain organisations. I really I really like um, the way that she kind of presents herself to people and um, I, 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 I think strong women 
um, I find who can be authentically themselves really someone who people who are um, can inspire other women. I find that really amazing. The only thing about her I find is that I don't really warm to her. I don't feel a warmth from her. I, th- I think um, I think I I got that in the beginning too, but then th- maybe it's being thrown into a spotlight that you don't necessarily want to be in and to keep your private life private you kind of have to keep that um I don't know keep that face on (laughs) um because I know she's very private they're very private about their children they don't put any of their pictures online and they don't talk about their children in public and I think I think for a lot of people and for a lot of parents that is a great safety issue these days and I I really like that about them because it's easy to kind of use your platform and then throw your kids into the limelight um, Mm. without really asking their permission or kind of seeing how they feel about that and they are then put into this position without consent. But also remember that she is um, a lawyer yeah, uh, and they're usually quite serious <laughs> and quite um, lacking in empathy. <laughs> so let's move on from her. Um, yeah. <laughs> I heard something quite interesting the other day. Um, I joined this online book reading, and one of the sort of discussions that came up was about people who are real, who seem real. And um, one somebody said, "Oh, um, David ba- David Bowie. How much of him was really real?" because of all these different characters. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, that's quite interesting, yeah. And then I said this to my mum, and she said, well, I'd also say the same about Prince too, because he was very shy, and then suddenly, you know, mm. he has this persona. So I think probably there are a lot of um, people out there in the spotlight um, who maybe adopt a sort of an alias. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting topic, isn't it? Talking about authenticity and really looking at it um, in different yeah. ways, because the qualities um, associated with being authentic are being self-reflective, having a healthy ego. I think that's really important. Uh, you focus on possibilities. You have a good character. You're a visionary, good listener. You're transparent. That's hard to do. Mm. Um, open and consistent, and they draw upon experience. Yeah, I think I I have had issues <laughs> with with being authentic myself growing up. I think it took me a long time to f- figure out um, who and who and what I am. Um, just because of the different kind of things I've grown up with. I mean, I grew up in a very um, white neighbourhood as a Pakistani, and then I'm, I'm British, but I'm, it, it, it's, and then moving to Belgium and having uh, married a Belgian and then having a, um, a Belgian surname and mixed, children it's been very hard for me to find like who I am authentically and who and what I present to people and I think it 
it took me a while to be be a whole person to everyone. I think before it would be parts of I would show certain parts of me to certain people. Um, um, especially growing up when I was younger, it was really difficult to be um, to be who I truly was and and be accepted. And so it's taken a long while to work on authenticity. <laughs> Mm, I think it does though I I think it takes many years and also also self-reflecting yeah I feel I've only really arrived there since I turned 40 40. oh dear there's a little smash in the kitchen there um (laughs) yeah since I turned 40 I I really feel I've come into myself as Mm -hmm. a person Um, do you do you particularly remember difficult times in being authentic I, I, I kind of my introversy does come out. I notice when I'm in big groups, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel that I can, I'm authentic then. I'm, I'm very sort of, um, you know, uh, I feel shy in those sort of environments. And in work environments, often I haven't felt I could be myself. You know, you have to have this different sort of professional um you know layer I guess um Mm -hmm. and in relationships it's always difficult sometimes to be authentic you kind of um try and be that person that you think you should be in a relationship and Mm -hmm. and it's really really difficult and I think as I am now a single mom I can now focus on myself, focus on being authentic. And that arrived as soon as I turned 40 as Mm -hmm. a single mom with a six-month-old baby and a five-year-old. That's when it really turned for me. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, now it's me. Yeah, Obviously, and the kids. But um, I had to really branch out on my own Mm -hmm. as this new sort of person. And I feel like I, I sort of, blossomed it's just started then really um but I wasn't accountable for you know nobody I had nobody really to think about apart from me and the kids obviously but it it was it was suddenly me emerging as Mm. myself having lost so much confidence in the relationship I left um yeah I feel much stronger now and definitely authentic how about you now I have to say that <laughs> you're talking about relationship. I find that making friends in an older age, it's a bit like that too, because it's almost like dating, right? When you meet somebody new, you're on your best behavior. They're kind of on their best behavior and you get, you're get getting to know each other. And um, I think because I've moved around so much that that has happened quite frequently. And now I'm at this age where I'm, like okay can we just cut all this and just just get down to the nitty-gritty like who are you this is who I am (laughs) um and so it's been it's been quite interesting trying to meet people during the pandemic and I know this has been a thread throughout the last however many episodes because we are in a pandemic it's been it's been even harder to make friends because you are kind of um you believe certain things about the pandemic what's right what's wrong what you what how what your stance is in certain things and then there's other people and they have their own personal opinions and and so it's even it's added an extra layer to like this 
building friendships and so it's kind of sussing people out and seeing oh is this someone who can vibe on my level am I someone who can vibe on their level um and so that's been quite interesting and I think before it would take me quite a while to show people like who who I truly am and now Mm. I'm now it's 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 a lot quicker than than it used to be um you know I'm quite quite upfront and quite open about my lifestyle and who I am and what I am and what I do and um if people like that that's okay and if they don't then you know not everyone is is your cup of tea so to speak so yeah yeah. and being proud of that too exactly and you you know you can't be friends with everyone in the world so it's not it's not a reflection of you or them it's just some some relationships aren't meant to happen so Mm. uh, I kind of it yeah I think it's it's getting easier, especially the older that I get, or the older I get. Yeah, I think it does for for a lot of people, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, I want to talk about some tips on getting to know yourself. Okay. And the first thing I'm going to say is quite an obvious one, really. Meditation. I have to say, <laughs> meditation is a great way to get to know yourself. And I know a lot of people struggle with meditation. But even if you time, put a stopwatch on two minutes and just stay quiet for two minutes and just do some inner work. Just just see what arises when you take that moment to be quiet, because in that alone time, it's it's I know it's uncomfortable for a lot of people. Do you feel are you uncomfortable when you do meditation, Mariam? Not anymore. I used to be. Yeah. But taking that time to be quiet really helps you to to really connect with your true self and um, and really stick with it because that's where transformation does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and just start off small, but I have to highly recommend meditation. Um, and the next thing I would say, this is going to be hard, but first write down the strengths and weaknesses that you have and then find out what other people think are your strengths and weaknesses, people close to you. Now, that's always interesting when you ask people because you can be quite surprised. And I remember I asked um, friends about my weaknesses and one said, um, well, you're too direct. You need to tone it down. And then another friend said, actually, that's a strength because it makes me laugh. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, where do I go with this then? All right. That's quite interesting. Um, But, yeah, you do get to to kind of find out more about yourself yourself. from asking other people but make sure they're reliable sources you don't want anyone mm-hmm. just you know saying horrible things what would you say your weaknesses are what do you think your f- a friend would say is your weakness actually Marianne well why don't you tell me <laughs> oh oh now you put me on the spot weakness 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 mm. Another thing that you have to do is kind of reflect on what your friend's question is. Yeah. <laughs> um, might, I might tell you at the end or another another program. I need to think about that a bit more, actually. Because not, do you know what? One doesn't really spring to mind I think as a weakness. I, I can be quite disorganised. <laughs> disorganised uh, in mentally or physically no, or physically I think I I spend so much time planning so much stuff for um for for Zaina 
uh, because of her health, so her food, what she's going to eat, what she's going to wear. When when we're going out, it's all like planned. And so other things are just like, okay, well, that can just wait. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, it can be quite disorganized with certain things. Not with not in a professional capacity. If I'm working, I, I'm that's a, that's a different thing. But within my personal life, it can be quite disorganized. Um, I wouldn't know that you see yeah so um so yeah but let me dwell on that one I need to chew on that a bit more um yeah and uh yeah another thing is to look at the different people that are in your life and see who are the friends who energize you and those who are the energy drainers Mm -hmm. and then pinpoint why they energize you or drain you um, that's that takes some reflecting and and well this is again where meditation comes in handy because you can kind of chew on that a bit and see who actually comes up for you. Yeah, um, yeah I'm I'm all about getting rid of the energy drainers. It's it's um, a yearly thing. Every year I recycle. It's like no, get rid of that energy drainer. Um, can't be having that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also good to interview yourself. And asking several questions, for because you know how much I love questions. Um, so one question, do I care more about how my life looks or how it feels? That's a nice question, isn't it? Yeah, that is. Mm. And then to look at what's missing from your life and what can you do to get it? And then another question, in what areas of your life are you underestimating yourself? See, these are questions that are really need time and stillness to really kind of think about the answers. And then the last one is, you know, what gifts, talents or passions have you been hiding from yourself and the world? And what can you do to start engaging them more often? So these are all really good questions for really getting to know yourself and really do some good inner work there. Yeah, I love that. Now, before this podcast, I was looking at, you know, like the personality test that you can do online. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I found a really good one. It's really detailed and I haven't actually read it all. Um, But this one is 16 personalities. So just type in 16 personalities. It's based on the Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. Um, technique so there's 16 personalities and you answer all these questions online and then they come up with what personality you have so uh, my personality is a defender Ooh. so uh, I'll just read a little bit from it what I got because I haven't read the whole thing yet so the defender personality type is quite unique yes I like that word already as many of their qualities defy the definition of their individual traits Though sensitive, defenders have excellent analytical abilities. Though reserved, they have well-developed people skills and robust social relationships. And though they are generally a conservative type, defenders are often receptive to change and new ideas. Now, I'm always sort of, I've known that I'm um, kind of a personality of contradiction. I've always known that about myself. And that kind of sums me up. Mm-hmm. Although, I found out other defenders, which I was quite pleased about. Beyonce is a defender. Aretha Franklin. But the most, you know, person I'm most pleased to have a similarity to is the Queen of England. She is also a defender. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't read it all because it's it's um I think it's it's a lot to digest, but I think it can help you to really sort of get to know yourself a bit more by just seeing seeing it all on paper really, and it seems so far seems to be pretty pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. So I would love to know what what uh, personality personality type you are. So you'd have to tell me the next um, podcast. I will do. <laughs> yeah. Will do. Um, so there's that. And I just want to mention um, some books. Uh, Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. Mm-hmm. I've got a few of his books, actually. They're really good. I'd highly recommend. Become What You Are by Alan Watts. And then I've got to throw in a Brene Brown book, The Gifts yes. of Imperfection. Yeah. Um, so that's how I'd like to round things off. And then over to you, Marianne. Yes, I want to talk a little bit bit about developing authenticity. And I know we we spoke off off the podcast about teaching that it's not possible to teach someone to be authentic. So these are more like strategies for you to explore authenticity, what authentic what what being authentic means, um, how you can kind of explore um your own authenticity um it's in it's an article from psychology today by cheeky davis she has a phd um and i'm just going to read that she has 20 strategies to to being authentic um and so i'm just going to read a little bit from there i won't read all of the strategies i'll read um a couple and i would definitely recommend anyone who's exploring um, their own authenticity and what that means to go and check that out so here's three of her top tips for um, or strategies on how to develop authenticity again there are 20 so go check that out um, so number one observe yourself objectively to, to develop authenticity learn to observe yourself like a fly on the wall watch yourself as you live in the present moment observing how your adaptive self behaves what it believes how it reacts under pressure and how it responds to challenges practice noticing which of these responses feel authentic and which ones feel inauthentic by identifying which responses are adaptive adaptive versus authentic you can begin to notice the falseness and begin to see the glimmer of truth underneath Number two, examine family belief systems to develop authenticity. Most people were raised in some sort of family style environment during their earliest, most vulnerable years. Think back to episodes in your childhood, episodes that led you to stop being your authentic self and instead adopt some other way of existing in this world. By examining where our behaviours come from, we can learn a lot about our authentic selves. And then number three, um, open a dialogue between the adaptive self and the authentic self. Invite the two aspects of yourself to have a discussion as part of a meditation or thought exercise. Respectfully introduce both. Thank the adaptive self for helping you function through your difficult and confusing times and thank the authentic self for helping you feel whole, real and self-confident. And just a note, your adaptive self is that that one that adapts their personality to kind of fit into um, the environment or the situation that you're in mm. um, so there are 20 of those strategies and I'd love for whoever is exploring authenticity to go ahead and check that out and then I want to move on to um, some essential oils 
Um, actually, just one. <laughs> I am actually going to talk about black pepper as um, emotionally it's known as the oil of unmasking. Um, black pepper reveals the masks and facades used to hide aspects of the self. Since childhood, most individuals have been taught that some feelings and behaviours are good while others are not. So instead of seeking to understand seemingly inappropriate feelings and behaviours, they usually judge, condemn and repress them. Individuals learn early on that to be loved and accepted, they must hide undesirable aspects of themselves behind a, a, a mask. Um, so black pepper also reignites the soul, fueling motivation and high energy and hastening the healing pr process. It gives individuals strength to overcome the challenges and issues that, that they carry inside themselves and invites them to live in integrity with their true self. Um, so ways that you can use black pepper, diffusing it, um, inhaling it from the bottle and... Um, diluting one to two drops with carrier oil and applying it to the bottom of your feet if you do have black pepper oil it is quite a hot oil so you don't want to put it directly on the skin um, because it can get, get quite hot and feel like it's burning um, mm. black pepper is known to bring up a lot of <laughs> a lot of um, suppressed emotions so it's it's good to kind of know that that can happen if you are using that essential oil for emotional um, healing. I've used it a couple of times. Um, it does bring up a lot. I think you have to be quite comfortable with dealing with your emotions and what's, what's being brought up and you have to be in a safe and comfortable environment to do that. So just, that's just um, from my own experience. Um and I obviously, you know, that I love essential oils. So they're, they're things that I use and try. And if you are new to essential oils, I would, and you're working with emotional healing, I would seek out a professional aromatherapist, but you can, you can work it, or you can work on it yourself too. And um, just be in a very safe and comfortable environment for yourself. Um, so mm. when you're meditating, when you're meditating is a great time because you're going inwards and you're kind of bringing things up and seeking answers to certain things. Um, so that's a good time to use black pepper as well. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Black pepper it is. <laughs> All right. So uh, now we have our words to enlighten from. Emma Epton. She is a yoga teacher and she does this tra yoga teacher training, um, which is the, she calls it the no bullshit approach. So Emma has a rather unique approach to social media, which she tells us in this little clip. You can find out more about Emma and her yoga reloaded teacher training on her Instagram page. Just type in Emma Epton. And you can also hear more from her in our words to enlighten the full interview. So that's out very soon. Here she is. I regularly sort of um, make little videos and talk to camera just for about a minute, minute or so without editing. So if I have a thought or something and I feel strongly about it, I'll um, just press record on my iPhone and I'll I just hold the phone up and I'll talk to camera. And um, then I just post it on my Instagram. Um, I don't play it back and I don't, I don't kind of look at it. 
And I think doing those type of videos has really helped me to um, sort of transition to online teaching because I know a lot of teachers that I've spoken to are really sort of hesitant. They're really shy and self-conscious. So I think it really helps if you've had a bit of practice beforehand to going on camera. It's quite the thing. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I, I have, I have, I've never done that. Yeah, I don't think I'm brave enough to do that yet. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I've been just brave enough not to wear makeup going out and I wouldn't have done that before the lockdown. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I do that. I don't know about posting videos without checking it first. Yeah, I think um, a few yeah. times I do put stories on Instagram like, no, no, that didn't look good. That's not that's not <laughs> good. <laughs> um, but I am doing it less. I think I uh, my car is my office. So I'm I'm starting to kind of open up to different possibilities and what being authentic to me looks like before. I would never have told anyone oh, I sit in my car and do my work. But now it's the only space that's quiet and it's the place where I get my get work done so my, and, my, they, and that's where you are now isn't it doing yeah, the podcast. Is, I, do my podcast <laughs> I do my podcast in my car and I hide from my children <laughs> and I'm and you you make it work and I'm making it work and yeah it you do what you have to do so yeah I um, like that. I mean, for many people, it's the bathroom where they yeah. hide. But no, you you have the car, so <laughs> you need to take a picture. I will. I'll take a picture <laughs> and post it. So today's meditation is more of a question. But before I go on to the question, I'd like you to just sit there, get comfortable. Take a few deep breaths to relax the body, the mind, and the spirit, and close your eyes. Now the question, what makes you who you are? Because finding your authentic self involves learning who you truly are. Your authentic self is the real you person you were truly meant to be. Your authentic self is the person you are at the core, the person you can be if nothing holds you back. So imagine now and see yourself getting up in the morning, going about your day, imagining the things that you do in a typical day and see yourself doing these activities. Picture this person, you, standing in an empty room and imagine watching this person. Observe and imagine you could strip away all the things that hold you back from your full potential. Imagine self-doubt dissolving, being replaced with confidence and self-assurance. Picture this person before you. And imagine all the things that get in the way of success, such as circumstances, lack of forgiveness, illness, baggage from the past, anything that's holding this person back in any way at all. And now see these problems dissolving, disappearing, going away. 
And now imagine this person standing in the empty room. What's left? Who is this person when all the barriers are stripped away? This person is you. Imagine who you are at the core, the pure character that is left when there's nothing to get in the way of complete self-expression. You may only have a vague picture in your mind right now, but allow that picture to come into focus, becoming more clear. Think of your motivations, what motivates you, what drives your behaviour, what catches your interest, what has caught your interest in the past, what propels you to action. And so think about your personality and character traits characteristics that have left when all barriers are removed and all fears have gone away at your fullest potential your simplest form with no fears what traits do you have imagine something that makes you feel happy what is it think of some things you enjoy things that you like to do Think about all the characteristics of the person who is left when all barriers and fears are removed. And spend a few moments with this image of your authentic self. Allow yourself to step inside this image and fully become this person. Become who you are. For this moment, just be. Simply be your authentic self. Feel a sense of calm and serenity, secure in who you are, knowing who you are. This is you, your authentic self. What are your final thoughts? My final thoughts, I think I love those questions. I think if you are on on a journey to find your true self, uh, those questions are a great place to start. And then definitely asking other people what they think of you. Obviously, again, respected and trusted friends so that you're getting a true representation of 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 who you are um definitely meditation for me I'd love to bring in essential oils to um work on myself emotionally and physically so um that is something that I'm going to use more often and just ask asking yourself those questions like who am I what what do I what what do I want to show other people am I showing everyone the same thing um, and looking at people that you find authentic as well and how they represent themselves in in their daily life and on social media and in the media and um, and see what resonates with you and why it resonates with you. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think um, being truly authentic, authentic, i.e. being yourself, is truly an empowering thing. And 
the more we realize it's empowering, the more incentive I think there is to to be yourself. Because the thing is, when you're not being yourself, you're kind of trying to be like somebody else. Yeah. And um, I think that, you know, that's you see that a lot on social media. There's all this comparing um, and your authentic self. Well, there's no competition, is there really, when you are yourself? Yeah. And um, that's that's one thing to remember. Um, also, uh, for the next episode, we want to hear what Mariam's personality type is. Yes. And I need to tell her what her weakness is. <laughs> that is for the next podcast. <laughs> and just to add you can find a longer version of the authentic self-meditation on my website which is mindfulthinkingatplay.com and you'll also find some authentic empowerment courses which i'm doing online also check out on spotify the full interview with emma epton words to enlighten And also go to our Instagram page, which is the slowdown underscore podcast. Until next time.